Welcome to the Mindset Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Colleen, entrepreneur, life, and mindset coach. I'm on a mission to help people dream bigger and live freer, and that all starts with your mindset. I'm all about keeping things raw, simple, and straightforward. So if you're looking for some no-nonsense advice on how to expand your mind and unleash your highest self, then let's get started. Hello, I am so excited to jump into today's podcast, which is the first podcast that I am ever recording, even though I've definitely done this several times trying to practice, but I figure why not just start now and just keep going and this will be the episode that y'all will get to hear first. So thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for listening to this and thank you for being here. Today, we're going to really just be diving deep into why everyone feels so lost and stuck, confused, purposeless, and just unfulfilled in general in their life and why this is such a common problem for people in their mid-20s, mid-30s, mid-40s, honestly their entire life, but we really start to acknowledge it and realize it right in that period of time out of college and kind of in the real world and it carries on for the rest of our life. And so that's what I'm going to be talking about today because it is a problem that so many people face. So the purpose of today's podcast and the purpose of this podcast in general is to first off help you realize that you are not alone and give you some insight into why you're feeling the way you're feeling and why you do the things you do and why what is going on right now is happening to you and how you can realistically actually go and make tangible changes so that it's not something that's just sitting there. I know One of my biggest struggles and one of the reasons I'm actually creating this is because so often we read so many personal development books, we listen to podcasts, we do all of these things, and we never actually make a change in our life. We get addicted to the cycle of learning rather than actually doing. And so I really want to make sure this is set up in a way that as I kind of navigate this point in my life of figuring out the messy middle and the messy 20s and 30s and 40s, you can do the same thing too and we can do it together and we can take action together. And so I have 100% been through and probably will still go through that awful period of feeling hopeless and lost and not really knowing what I'm meant to be doing or what I want to be doing. And although I've taken major steps forward in that and have definitely gotten to a much better place in my life, there are journeys that I want to share with you and tips and advice that I have taken from other people that have actually worked for me. I know there's so much more to go and that is what this podcast is going to be about. It's going to be a journey where me and you can go ahead and really just figure out all of the shit that people are struggling with that we are definitely struggling with and how we can actually do something about it instead of just complaining about it and feeling like we really just have nowhere to go and we just have to get used to it. So this podcast is really just here to act as a millennial mindset mecca of sorts, or put it in your own words, whatever you want to call it, a place where you can get all of your mindset advice from someone who is absolutely 100% going through it too and looking for the people to actually guide me to those points and trying to figure out what tips and advice and what things actually work when it comes to why we do what we do, why we are who we are, and what we can actually realistically do about it. And so that is what this is going to be here for. And if you are along for that journey, if you really want to just expand your life and your mindset and everything about what's going on in your world right now, this is the podcast for you because this is for people who are really tired of just 
being stuck and they're tired of letting the world win and letting all these common everyday little things that happen to us be normal. They're ready to do something about it and they're ready to actually take action so that they don't feel stuck and they don't feel trapped in their own head anymore. And so that is what we are going to be talking about today and that is why I'm here today because I do truly believe that our lives do not have to be as narrow-minded as we make them to be. We kind of tell ourselves these stories and we put ourselves in these boxes that make us feel like we just have to get up, work a nine-to-five, and leave every single day, and we're meant to be kind of frustrated, and we're meant to find joy only when we're out with friends or alone watching Netflix, and we're meant to kind of live a mundane and not exciting life. And that's what we're going to talk about because I really don't believe that to be true and I did at one point and I really let that win and let that get the best of me and I don't want to do that anymore and I really don't believe anyone should do that anymore because our lives are meant to be abundant and expanding and exciting and magical and adventurous. We're meant to feel free and fulfilled and it's not something that's crazy or out of reach or anything like that. Sometimes when we hear really big personal development speakers or famous people talk, they tell us these stories about how they were so down on their luck that maybe they were homeless or they didn't have good parents or they were in these terrible situations and all of a sudden they're like multi-millionaire billionaires. They're like just really amazing people and they're providing all this great advice to people too. But when you look at that, Sometimes that doesn't actually work for us because it almost feels too far away. Sometimes it feels like that's too out of reach because you see that they made these amazing leaps and you believe their story, but where they are right now doesn't portray that. And when you see that, it almost kind of hurts your faith and your hope for yourself because that's just too far away. You can't imagine yourself as a multimillionaire right now because you're just trying to save money and pay off your debt. Or you can't imagine yourself speaking on stages right now because you don't even know how to get up off the couch. And so sometimes you need someone that's just a couple steps in front of you to really guide the way and go along on the journey with. And that's what I hope this podcast serves you as. And that's what I intend this podcast to be. And that's why I'm so excited to start it to really create those relationships, explore that advice, and explore where all of our lives can actually go in this next year and who knows however long. So now that I have done my little spiel and explained why I'm here and why I'm talking about what I'm talking about and all of these things, I really thought long and hard about what I wanted this first episode to be. And I came to the conclusion that the thing that I really wanted to talk about was how we even got to a place of feeling kind of lost and confused and stuck where we are at in the first place, because that is definitely the basis of everything that's going on here. And although this might not be the type of episode I continue to do, it is definitely a core fundamental principle and it'll have a lot of core fundamental principles in it that will help explain what is going on in our heads and why you feel the way you feel and really just set up the basis for how you can actually change it. And so that is what I'm going to get started on right now. And to do that, what I'm really going to be talking about is this concept called societal programming. And if you've never heard this term before, I promise I will explain it very, very soon. But first, I want to tell you a little bit more about my story or the part of my story that is actually relevant to all of this, because 
that is actually how I found this concept and how I came to be here even talking to you right now in the first place. So just so that you can get a little glimpse into my life, this episode was really sparked by a moment in my life where I felt incredibly lost, incredibly stuck, and I was definitely not doing stuff like this to make myself feel better or follow my passions or anything like that. I was really, really down on my luck. I felt like I hit rock bottom. And the important, most important part to note about that is that on the outside, everything looked picture perfect. Like probably the most perfect my life has ever looked, to be very, very honest. Um, There has never been a moment where I felt more together, but also more lost. And like there was this huge void inside of me. And I really just felt alone, to be very honest. Even though I knew other people were going through the same things, I felt so alone, so dull, and so misunderstood, and almost dead inside, and it was a terrible place to be. When I say that everything on the outside looked really, really good, what I'm basically talking about is a couple years out of college, I was still working. I had taken a job right out of college with this big corporate consulting firm out in Washington, D.C., and it was a job that I had been working for my entire life, and I got there. I was so excited. I had really put in so much hard work to be there, and I really just thought this was everything. Like, this was when the moment was going to click, was when I was working at this job. Like, this is what I've put all of my blood, sweat, and tears into for my entire life. And so I show up and those first two weeks of that job were absolutely wonderful. I was dressing all fancy. I had a corporate credit card. I was meeting all these new people. I literally went to happy hours every single night. And I was just like living in this beautiful little city bubble life of bliss, really. It was like purely fun because we hadn't actually started working yet. We were just going through training. They were flying us like to Texas to like go and explore and learn things-ish. And really it was all just about us kind of being schmoozed and kind of coming into the company. And it was awesome. Like to be very honest, I thought that was still looking back some of the most fun times I had working there. However, After those two weeks subsided, things really just dropped. And because it was a consulting firm, the way the work worked was that we were on projects. And so if anyone's unfamiliar with that, every project lasts a couple of months, maybe a couple of years if you're on a longer one, and then you switch to a new project. And that new project also includes a new team. It includes new work. It includes new everything. So it's essentially like every project you have, you could almost call it a different job because you can really like completely change what you're doing if you want to. If you want to stay the same, you can too, but it is really, really versatile and varied. And that's one of the reasons I chose it because I know I have so many interests in all of those things. And so once the work really started and I hated it and everything started kind of feeling like oddly empty. Like I felt like something was missing again, which was a feeling that I had had and became very familiar with over my time just growing up. But I always equated it to the fact that I wasn't doing well enough, that I didn't have this job yet, that I needed to get closer. So once I was at this job and I still kind of like felt that feeling after the newness wore off, it really started to eat at me (laughs) because I just didn't know what to do. And I kept telling myself, It's just that I need another project. I'm not doing the right type of work. I need new team members, whatever it was. And after very 
many projects and a couple of years or several years later, I found myself still in the same place, calling my friend, telling her I hit rock bottom, even though I had called her and told her that a hundred times at this point. And I really like, for whatever reason, several years in, it hit me that this was actually not good for me. This was not how I was supposed to feel. And I started to finally realize, hey, maybe this is not the job's fault. Maybe this is like something outside of the job because in the background over these last couple of years, I was going through the same thing in other areas of my life. So for example, in college, what I ended up doing was when I felt that void, I actually really thought that it was attributed to how I looked and the size I was and how small I was and everything like that. And so over those next couple of years, starting in college, I started to just eat really healthy and I started over-exercising and I started really just going about that part of my life to an extreme because I was really convinced that as soon as I reached that right size and that right look, that everything would be okay. That void would be filled and I would be good. That was the missing key at that point. So speed up the time a couple years in the future, I found myself in that really bad position in my job. But in the background for those three years that I was there, two years that I was there, whatever it was, I realized that I had really been clinging onto my size as another thing when that job was not working out. When I was feeling really empty and down on my luck, I also was clinging to my health. And so a couple years down, I really found that no matter what size I hit, I still was very unhappy. And then on another side of things, I could not get myself to really sit still or be alone without feeling incredibly anxious. There was no peace in my life and there was almost a fear to actually be alone in an apartment or in a house with no distractions. And it wasn't actually possible for me. And in order to kind of not let that happen, I started to basically plan my days and pack them to the brim. And I would wake up so early, I would exercise, I would go to work, and then I would go to happy hours, I would hang out with random people, I would do everything I could possibly do to keep myself busy until the time hit when I was in my bed and I literally couldn't do anything but pass out because I was so tired from all that I had done that day. And it's really funny because at that time, Every time I came home or I was seeing old friends or even seeing people around the workplace, people were always telling me, wow, like you look so good and oh my gosh, you're so adventurous and Andy is just like so exciting and so adventurous or whatever it is. And it was funny because inside I didn't feel any of this. And that's what's really important to note is that on the outside, things did look great. It looked like I was healthy. It looked like I was, you know, just living an adventurous and free, exciting city life as I was working at this high achieving corporate career and doing really, really well at it. And in the background, I had never felt more lost. I had never felt more stuck and I had never felt more empty. And I know that this story is one that is not just agnostic to me. And the hardest part about all of it is even when I did share some of this stuff with friends and other people around me, what would end up happening is that we would all just complain and we would maybe feel understood by each other, but afterwards we would just go back to doing the same thing we had been doing every single day anyway, which clearly was not helping, but we did it because we didn't actually know what else to do because I didn't actually know what I wanted. Anytime someone asked me that, or we had those talks about complaining about our lives or our jobs or whatever it was, we would like laugh at the fact that everything was fine. It was fine. It was just fine. And fine actually became such like a funny word to us. Like we would say it in a particular voice and everything. And then we would like huff and laugh and then like talk about random stuff, like random stuff again. Um, But 
in that period of time, after that, I realized I wouldn't, like, I don't even know what else different I would have done. And that was a really scary feeling because then you end up just doing the same things you do, which are guaranteed to give you those same results. And that what, that is why that kind of idea of buying an idea of being understood by people is not always helpful because it doesn't actually give you the next steps to actually feel like you can get through it. It actually does the contrary, which makes you feel so understood sometimes that because everyone else isn't doing anything about it either, you end up staying in that cycle until time has passed for too long and it's almost too late for you to make a change or you feel in your head like it's too late for you to make a change because it's honestly never too late to make a change. And so that place was just one where it really hit me that, hey, this is not where I want to be and I really am at the bottom and if I don't do something to change it, I don't know if it ever will change. Like this might actually be my life. And thankfully for me, that was not something that I was willing to bargain with. That was not something that I wanted to bargain with. And that was definitely not something that I was going to risk. And so eventually I realized that at the core of all of this really was the fact that I did not know who I was. I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know what I liked. I didn't know what I disliked. I definitely didn't know where to go from where I was. And I was just very lost when it came to myself. And this happened because over the course of my life, I got really good at telling people what they wanted to hear. So good, in fact, at gauging the other person and what they liked and what they wanted and just who they were. And and just really positioning myself to make them feel good or to make them like me or to feel included by them. And so over time, my decision-making process inside habitually became a process of what do I need to say so that this person will think of me in the way that I want them to think of me. And that process was happening so often that that is actually like how I was just operating on a moment to moment basis without thinking about it because I had done it for my entire life. And I used to think that was my superpower. And that's what's really funny about all of this because I did recognize at one point when I was going through interviews and I wasn't really struggling a ton with some of the stuff I was doing and things were really like I went through a period of time where things weren't working out and all of a sudden they were. I started to realize that this is something that I'm doing. Like I am good at saying what I need to say to get hired at this job. And I had a very good lucky break. That's how I ended up in the company I was at. But when I got to this point in life where I felt so lost and not good about things, I also started to realize that that got me really good at getting something I probably didn't actually want deep down. That wasn't something that if you had asked the real true inner version of me what I wanted, that I would have answered. And because of that, because I was way too good at listening to other people and listening to the logic and the facts and the things outside of me, I was not very good at listening to things inside of me. And at a very like small level or a very tangible level, this made it things like sharing an actual opinion I had or like really talking about something I like or finding what I actually enjoyed, my purpose, my passion, or hanging out with the people that I genuinely liked or finding a romantic partner that was actually suitable for me, incredibly difficult. Because if you don't know who you are and what you actually want, there's going to be this really big void 
from where you're at and where you're wanting to be because you're going to be making those decisions for all these big pieces of your life based on what you think other people want you to be doing or what you should be doing and those shoulds are always the most dangerous thing and so I wanted to share that because that really leads me into why we or why I ended up there and why you might be there too because I think that most people from my understanding now hit this point at some point in their life. It might not always be right out of college or in their mid-20s. It could be like later in life in your mid-30s or 40s and it could even be earlier in your life if you're very there and like that's just a very prevalent issue. But oftentimes that void we feel is due to the fact that we don't actually understand who we are or what we want and we can't actually listen to ourselves because we don't know how to do that. And so the reason why we all end up there all leads back to that same concept that I was talking about earlier called societal programming. And this societal programming or societal conditioning, you can kind of like mix up the words however you want is what I'm going to dive a little deeper into right now and just explain because what it essentially is, is how you have been conditioned over the entirety of your life to believe and think and act and feel the way you feel right now. And this really, really attributes back to our versions of success. And at least that's what I'm going to talk about a little bit more right now and today, because our versions of success are actually one of the biggest things that mess us up when it comes to feeling in sync with ourselves and like we are included and in belonging in society. And a lot of this conditioning happens not because anyone is malicious or trying to really force their opinions or beliefs or anything on you, although there are 100% people that do that. A lot of this happens just from the things we observe on a day-to-day basis. So it might not be that someone was directly mean to you or yelled at you or whatever it was or told you you had to think a certain way. It's just that based on what you saw in society around you with the experiences you had growing up, you started to recognize that people were treated differently, people got different things, people had different things based on the things they did or had or exhibited. Sometimes it's how you look, how much money you have, what job you have, what your identity is, whatever it is. And all of those things start to influence your subconscious and start to create these like identities and these constructs. And you can kind of look at them like boxes. Like there is a box for success. There's a box for someone who is religious. There's a box for a certain type of political belief. There is a box for a female. There's a box for a male, a box for a 20 something or a teenager. And there's boxes for all of these different things. And what you start to do as you grow up is you look at those identity boxes and you start to put characteristics in them based on what you see. And this is how your subconscious kind of categorizes everything. So in your success box, because that's what we're going to talk about right now, you might start to put in these constructs or these words like, career woman or corporate or lots of money or like shark or like really together and organized, optimistic, um, healthy, put together, like whatever it is that those words kind of fit in your characteristics for that box. Those are very unique to you. Not to say that a lot of us don't have the same boxes, but like some people do, like I've talked to a couple of my clients or other people that have told me like maybe they're version of success was to be like a mom like that is a very very real identity of success because you know your mom or your dad or whoever you were around showed that that was the version of success for you or maybe it is to be like I don't know like an actress or something else (laughs) but 
everyone's version of success looks different and it's important to understand that and not just choose what everyone else around you thinks because success is something that we define on our own but because of conditioning we actually have been conditioned to kind of think of success as something that it doesn't have to be if we don't want it to be and that's really important because even if everyone else made you think success is a certain way your definition of success needs to feel good to you because we all want to be successful. We all want to feel really good about ourselves. And so if we want success, there is no way that all of us should have the same type of success because success is unique to all of us. And the problem with all of this is that conditioning really takes away from our ability to define success for ourselves. And by the time we start to bring realizations to it, like right now when I'm talking to you about it, we find that we have a hard time defining our actual own version of success that far away from what we already think is successful. So when I was first really thinking about this question, when I was in that place where I was like really feeling lost and had been working in corporate for a couple of years, I couldn't even tell you what success is because I just kept, I couldn't really break away from the mold of like, It's working in a corporate career. Like I kind of, I think at one point got to the like, it's working in a different company or it's working in a startup. Like working in a startup would solve it all. Like that's a version of success that I want. Or maybe it's being a mom, but whatever it was, like I kind of started to inch my way away from it, but it wasn't actually what I wanted because I was so closely tied to that concept of success that I had grown up with that I wasn't actually identifying things that truly I believed were successful or versions of success that would work for me. And if you're in that place where you're kind of looking at your life and the kind of the box you have for success, what it looks like and what you have done to get to where you're at, it's really important to understand that it's going to take a little bit of work to break away enough so that you can get to the actual version of success that is aligned and unique to you. And furthermore on that, it's okay if you never even reach the box of success that you have for yourself like so if you thought a big corporate career at a certain company was a version of success making a certain amount of money or whatever and you worked for it and you didn't get it or you don't have it yet it is okay like that doesn't make you less successful just because you didn't achieve someone else's version of it but a lot of times we end up in this cycle of attributing our success levels to our ability to live up to that box or that identity that our brain has constructed for being successful. And so whether we make it or we don't, we end up in this place of feeling the void. And let me explain that a little bit more because this is a cycle that is incredibly toxic and very, very hard to recognize unless you are very aware. And so take a moment with this to like really think about it because what I'm about to say is like a big reason we end up in the place we are if we are not feeling happy with the place we are at in every single way and that is we look to something outside of us to kind of fill a void inside of us so we have this feeling that almost feels like something is missing inside of us it's a little different for everyone but you probably have some very unique feelings that you can either try to describe or they almost feel wordless to you where things feel kind of empty. You feel like something's missing. You feel like maybe there's a void. You are kind of like empty or lacking or not sure what you actually need to feel better. 
And you probably are pretty familiar with this feeling. For me, it was there was a lot of anxiety associated with it, very unsettled. I was not content. I was almost like unhappy and very busied and hurried and stressed all of the time. For you, it might look a little different. Some people, it's very unmotivated and depressed and just feeling lazy and sad and lacking. And other people, it might hide itself in a different way. But you have this feeling you're trying to fill because something feels off. And in order to kind of fill that feeling, what you think you need is something else. So it's usually something we've been working towards because oftentimes we have an identity we've been working towards our entire life. So success being an identity we've been working towards. And if you're working towards this identity of success, you can go one of two ways. You can either get it and realize, like kind of ride that two-week high or whatever it is for you. And then you realize that, dang, I still feel that feeling. That feeling isn't actually a way. Maybe I actually needed a higher position in that job, or maybe I just needed that raise, or maybe I just need to be on a different company or with a different manager or a different position, whatever it is. And then you start to go and do that all over again. You start to chase that next thing. You work really, really hard. Maybe you get it and you feel really, really happy for a little bit. And then it comes crashing down. You feel like something's missing again. And it's really important to like recognize your version of that cycle. Like I've had my friends tell me that they have kind of worked really, really, really hard for the job they're in. They love it. They hate it. They need this other job. It's going to fix everything. It's totally aligned to them. Everything is good. They work really, really hard for it. And then like a month or two months in, they are super unhappy again and they're doing it all over again. So that could be it for you. Or you stay in the same company and you're trying to like climb the ladder and that's the way you do it. Or maybe it's like totally different. But you have this like cycle of working for something, getting it, feeling unhappy again, working for something else, thinking it's going to fix things. When it doesn't, you have to keep going through that cycle because you don't know what will fix it. And you're almost like on a hamster wheel chasing it. Or you're on the other side of the spectrum where you see this thing and you think that you need to live up to this identity of success to fix everything. So maybe for success, it's still that corporate job, but you work really, really hard to get that corporate job, or you can't even motivate yourself to get that corporate job. And for whatever reason, that corporate job is something that is not something that you achieved. And if you are very unmotivated or you don't get it or whatever it is, you're kind of sad and you still have that feeling inside of you. So like the motivator is the same. Something feels missing inside of you and you think that that corporate job and that version of success that you have created is going to fix all of it. So when you don't get it, you still feel that feeling. That feeling hasn't gone away and you feel worse because you also didn't get something. You were also kind of rejected. And so then you think, wow, either you suck and you just totally give up, still thinking that this thing is what's going to fix everything and because you don't have it, you're just bound to feel bad until you get it. Or you go after it again or you choose something else or whatever it is but either path whether you're unmotivated and don't get the thing or you're extremely high achieving and you do get the thing either way you still have this missing void type of feeling inside of you and so that is that feeling that I am really like that feeling is what I'm really referring to when I talk about this whole thing is what's driving us to do the things that we're doing 
The problem with this is that this feeling is driving us to look outside of ourselves to fix it because of all the conditioning we've been through. We think that and we've been messaged this and told this through all of like marketing and our families and our parents and our teachers and all of it. We're in this like society and this like hamster wheel of always needing something outside of us to fix the feelings that we're having inside of us. And so if that's something that you have been doing your entire life and like right now this is all hitting you and you're like, whoa, this is totally me and that is way too accurate, you're not alone. <laughs> like this is a very hamster or a very um, <laughs> hamster wheel. This is a very normal thing that a lot of us experience, but we often don't take a step back to realize we're doing that. When the real void that can be filled will be filled by you figuring out who you are, what you actually want, what you actually like and dislike, and figuring out what actually fulfills you and what your actual purpose is. Because as cheesy as that sounds, we all do have something that innately we are designed to do with our specific gifts and talents and abilities and skills, whatever you want to say and put there. We are uniquely designed to do something and we have desires and we have things that we want to create and dreams and all of these things. And those things are not by accident. The hardest part about this is learning to listen to ourselves and figure out what they are because our entire life, we've only been really taught to listen to people outside of ourselves, And we've only really been taught how to become people outside of ourself. No one ever asks us, how can you be more like yourself? Or what do you actually want to do? Or what do you like or dislike? Or what is like the thing that you want in life more than anything. No one really helps you figure out how to be more yourself. And when I say no one, I don't mean that like your friends didn't ever ask you like, what do you like to do or anything like that? I mean that back when you were a very young child, how many times did you see a teacher or someone in your education system or someone in your family really asking you and teaching you to look inside, listen to your gut, listen to your intuition and really like let yourself guide the way rather than the constructs and the paths that society has set up. So that is why, and that is a very long tangent to basically say that that is what societal conditioning is or programming. And that is what kind of has led us or one of the main reasons that has led us to the point we are right now. And that brings me to my next point or my next section, which is where has this actually led us to being? Because it's not just that we feel lost in our career or with who we are. It actually has like caused a lot of the very common problems we see normally on a moment-to-moment basis. And those problems are ones that sometimes we think are so normal we don't know if we even need to fix them because everyone around us is doing it. And that's why the normalization of them can get kind of dangerous because we start to think they're normal and we don't do anything and we just learn to live with them when there's this whole beautiful sparkly wide open world out there that we could be following that really changes things and so this really leads us to so many things it leads us to feeling like we actually don't know what our intuition is or our gut gut instinct is and we don't know how to follow it um, to feeling very doubtful over anything we think we might even want to do to the point of really just shutting it down before it can even become an option. It leads us to thinking that we always need something outside of us to fulfill whatever that feeling is inside of us, whether it be a new job, a boyfriend, losing the weight or like a new shirt or I don't even know, whatever it is. 
it leads us to thinking that we need something outside of us. We need an extra thing to actually feel better and feel whole and full again. It also leads us to basing our self-worth on things outside of us, things like our career title or our financial status or our relationship status or how we look or any of those things. And it causes us to be so incredibly confused at who we are and what we want. And all of these problems are things that you've probably heard pretty commonly from either you or your friends or maybe like someone in your family. You've probably heard these complaints and these things around before if you haven't even said them yourself because they are very, very normal. Like I think I was surprised to find out how normal they are. And because they're so normal and because they're something that everyone so commonly struggles with, I want to talk a little bit more about some of the things I have done and am doing to really help me kind of pull myself out of that place of feeling like, what the heck? I don't know what to do with my life. There's a void. How do I fill it? All of that. And get myself to a point of feeling like my life is exciting and magical and sparkly and like fulfilling again, because that is something that I worked really, really hard to do after I hit that point. And so I'm going to share some of the things that worked with me and just some like really good starter tips to kind of take you on that journey and know that so many of these we will talk more about in future episodes of the podcast because alone each of them could probably take up an entire episode and so with that I'm going to share with you a couple pieces of advice I have for getting yourself from this position of feeling lost and kind of anxious and like there's this void inside of you and you don't know how to like really fill it to feeling a little bit more like you know who you are and you know what you want and you at least have a direction and clarity to like go in to getting to a place of feeling really good with yourself and feeling like your life is better than you could have ever imagined it to be. And so with all of that being said, I will share these tips and that will kind of conclude this first episode. So the first thing that you need to be able to do is believe that you can and That sounds so cheesy, but believing that we can is so important because it really does take belief before we can do anything because our belief acts as like almost a filter to what we actually let ourselves do. And so when it comes to belief, we really need to look around us if we need to cultivate it. If you can't cultivate it inside, if it's not already there, you need to look at the role models around you that are close to you or far away from you and really keep them in your corner and in your circle to the best of your ability so that you can really start to believe and see what is possible for you too. Because when we look at other people, rather than compare, we really want to look at them as examples of what is possible for us too. If someone else can do it, we can do it too. No matter what the excuse your brain comes up with, it is just an excuse trying to keep you in that box called your comfort zone. So don't let it win. Look outside of you for people who have made a change, who have kind of taken steps to get closer to where you want to be. And then keep them close. Follow them, listen to their content, read their books, whatever it is. Like, make sure you are in their energy. And the best way that you can do this is by exactly doing some of those things. Either just, like, making sure that you're around content that they really, like, put out, that you're very, like, aligned with and want to kind of go in that direction, starting to implement it. Either making sure they're in your actual circle or getting yourself in their energy in the form of actually working with them. Like, I know for me, 
there was a person that I really, really wanted to kind of guide me and I hired her to be my coach. And so she, as my coach, has helped me take leaps and bound steps to actually growing as a person and becoming more of the person that I want to be in my own energy and stepping more into me. And that was the best investment I ever could have made because investing in someone else's energy and what they are doing and getting the path to get there the quickest you possibly can is probably one of the most rewarding investments and most like um, time you'll almost get back in your life and energy because they help you kind of fast track all of those roadblocks that you don't even know exist and they get you to where you need to be faster. And so that is the first tip is to believe you can and get yourself in that energy of the examples around you that have done it before. The second tip is awareness because nothing happens in life without awareness. And that is why there's this whole big trending self-awareness thing. And I have so many thoughts and feelings and opinions on it because I don't think it's actually preached in always the most true or honest way. But self-awareness, regardless of what you hear out there, is the first step into really noticing the areas that you're messing up so that you can change them and kind of realign yourself. Self-awareness is where you're going to start to realize what your version of success is. When does that version kind of dictate how you feel or think or what you do? And what do I need to be looking out for so that I don't keep doing those things anymore? What are my triggers? Like, What are my roadblocks? What are the things that really get me and make me feel like I don't believe in myself? And when those things come up, what can I do? So ask yourself those questions to really start to like understand and gain awareness into what is going on and what is really holding you back or really irking you or really frustrating you. And awareness um, also doubles as just like the internal looking at yourself. So this is like awareness and kind of like shadow work and looking back at everything you've been through and everything you've gone through and really looking into like what has held you back and what have you kind of been ashamed of or fearful of or whatever and awareness can really just go as big as you want it to and that is something that I am so passionate about because it is such a great place to start when it comes to feeling like your life isn't your own and you really want to take it back. Number three is really learning to kind of control and understand and overcome your self-doubt. Every single one of us has self-doubt. It is a non-negotiable in this world unless I think you literally have to have a personality disorder to not have self-doubt. And you will never get rid of self-doubt because if you are continuously growing and expanding yourself, self-doubt should always be there. That's why we want to look at self-doubt first off as like a good thing because self-doubt is actually a sign that you're really stretching yourself and you're pushing yourself and you are learning and growing as a human, which is always great. We all kind of want to grow and learn and become a better version of ourselves. I hope. But when it comes to self-doubt, that is going to come up so often when you are trying to forge a path that is just for you. So once you gain awareness into who you are and what you want, sometimes self-doubt will actually be the main reason you cannot figure out what you want because you are so riddled in it. You are so kind of overcome by the fact that you don't believe you can or you should or you can actually do it. It's really a possibility for you that you never let yourself see the possibility of even trying and therefore you never take action to it. And everything that's going on with self-doubt 
is actually more happening on a nervous system level in yourself. So it's not as much you controlling it as it is your body controlling it until you bring awareness to it. It's almost like self-doubt is a habit. You can look at it like that. That is there is a mechanism to keep you safe and keep you in the comfort zone so nothing bad happens to you. And if you don't know that that's happening, you're going to sneakily, like your brain's basically going to sneakily lead you away from the things that you actually want to be doing and that are actually aligned to you because it's afraid that you're going to face danger in those things and danger being like a fear of rejection or being judged by people or failing or coming into conflict and having to argue, whatever it is. And I'll go into that deeper in other episodes if you're interested, but Self-doubt is a really big reason and a really big almost barrier to actually figuring out who we are and what we want and then taking action towards it because it acts as kind of like um like a costume or a disguise for the things actually going wrong inside of you or the places that you actually want to expose. Then the next tip I have is to really work on reprogramming your subconscious. And this one might sound kind of wacky or loony to some of you who have not heard this before. And if you have heard this before, you'll know that it is definitely a growing field of study and research. And so many people are talking about this. And it's something that I have found so much help in that I had to add it to this list of advice. Because what subconscious reprogramming is on a very simple level, it sounds so much scarier than it really is, is identifying those beliefs that you have those thoughts those things that you naturally habitually do those things all live in your subconscious and your subconscious is operating without you ever really bringing awareness to it that's why we do habits and things and we think things that we feel like aren't actually what we want to do they're not always on our best interest because we're not even thinking about them and like the subconscious also kind of runs things like your digestion or your breathing like anything you just don't think about that's living in the subconscious because it's like still happening and you're not thinking about it and so subconscious reprogramming is basically the act of looking at those things and starting to bring awareness to those things in your subconscious bring them out into your conscious analyze them objectively and ask yourself are these actually helping me or are these actually hurting me are these preventing me from doing what I really want to do are these preventing me from seeing who I really am and then learning how to change those so that they're not barriers holding you back or leading you in the wrong direction anymore and this process is one that is so capable and it's so it creates such a big change because our subconscious actually encompasses like 90% of our entire mind and so that 90% that we're not aware of is what's the bulk of it is what is operating and making you work and run and live life on a daily basis so if we're not in control of the things that it is thinking and operating by then we're not going to get the results we want. And that's why we want to be very, very careful and really start to analyze this in our adult years because much of the subconscious has been developed when we were very, very young. So before we really had the ability to tangibly and like strategically decide what we want to believe and what we don't want to believe. And so that is why subconscious reprogramming is so powerful because it makes these shifts in your life at the base level, like at the machine level, so that everything you're doing, you're not even putting extra energy into it. It just happens. And when most of the things you're doing on a day-to-day basis are happening for you in the direction that is going to make you more you or towards your dreams or towards whatever you want, 
that is when we see big shifts fast. And you see that every day with people who make big leaps and bounds very fast. And that's one way you can do that too. Okay. This has been very long, so I'm going to do one more piece of advice and then we'll wrap this up. My last piece of advice is very straightforward and very simple, and it is just to take action on all of this. I have listened to so many podcasts and been so guilty of listening to them and never actually taking action on them. And that has, to be very honest, never led me anywhere. Like it's given me all this great stuff in my brain, but I just kind of like push it out and bring something new in. And people are very like information addicted. We live in a like kind of society that very much values that other people have information. But information is only as good as the amount of information you actually apply to yourself so otherwise information is just thoughts like kind of just floating around in your head and you need them to get to the next place but if you don't actually implement on them and act on them you're never going to get anywhere and so that is my last piece of advice is to yes keep feeding yourself information but don't let this process stop here Like if you're listening to this and you identify with a lot of the things that I have been saying, make sure you're not just going to turn this podcast off and never kind of go back to any of these tips again. Start to learn how to cultivate belief and then start to practice it. Learn how to really rewire your subconscious and then start to practice it and learn these different things but then ask yourself how can I actually implement this in my life this week so by the next time you listen to one of these episodes or a different podcast or whatever it is you've already practiced one thing and that's a tip in it of itself is to not let yourself really listen to the next thing or do the next thing and consume anything else until You've acted on the last thing and you've taken a piece of it, even if it's just one single piece, and actually started to do something about it differently in your day-to-day life. So that wraps up episode number one of this podcast. And I'm so grateful, like seriously, so, so grateful that you listened. I'm so glad you're still here. And I absolutely love being able to share these insights and these learnings and these things that I'm working on at the same time too with you. So thank you for being here and listening and learning and doing with me. And if you got anything from today's podcast, if you got anything big or exciting or you're like, oh my God, I had this huge realization, do not be quiet about it. Please share that with me. Please let me know and just screenshot this episode and share it and tag me and let me know or send me a DM, whatever it is, because I want to hear that you are doing that. I want to know what is actually helpful. And if you want to learn more about anything I talked about today, please let me know because these are things that... I have spent so many years now really learning about and trying to understand and implement and act on in my own life. And I want to be able to share the things that are helpful and inspiring and going to help you change your lives with you. So if you're listening to this and you feel that, please just DM me or screenshot this and share it and make sure you tell someone in your life that might be helped by this or will relate to this that you listen to this and share this episode with them because that is what makes us go around. That is what allows me to keep doing this. And I am so excited to continue doing this and going on this podcasting journey with you. So all that to be said, I'm going to wrap up now and be quiet, but I hope you have a wonderful day and I will talk to you next week.